Hey, welcome to the Library Variety Show. I'm Alex Giorgio. And I'm still Deb Miner. And you know what, Deb? What? I wouldn't have it any other way. Wow, thanks, Alex. You're the best. And I do what I can. <laughs> um, okay, well, here we are. Another day. Another day. Okay. Um, um, we have a guest with us today. Um, we have from the St. Joseph County Health Department, the Assistant Director of Health Equity, Taylor Martin. Hi guys, thanks Hello. for having me. Hello, thanks for being here. So <laughs> we typically start with a check-in. Deb, <laughs> oh God, why do you always do this to me? What are you <laughs> reading, watching, and doing? Um, I am listening to a new book by the. It's entitled Sam. It's by Allegra Goodman. It's kind of a coming-of-age story um, about this young. A girl trying to navigate um, relationships, school. She doesn't really fit into school. Her dad is um, mostly absent in her life. Um, she develops a love for rock climbing and starts competing in that. Um, but it's really good. It's very tender. I think it's very realistic. Um, now, is it like a miniature school if she's not fitting in? Oh my god. <laughs> no. She she would she would rather be climbing things instead of learning how to read. That's her biggest struggle at seven. It starts out when she is seven. I'm currently um she's a junior in high school right now. So she's struggling with bigger things and it's just just her identity. Um, she kind of likes this guy, but she really doesn't. She really doesn't want to, you know, have a romantic relationship with anyone. And she just, there's a lot of struggle. You know, the parents, you know, one parent, her mother who she lives with is always struggling. And then her father who she really, you know, wants to have a stronger relationship with is, you know, he's got addiction issues and his own thing. And so... Um, anyway, it's very good. Um, and then I just finished watching the second season of uh, Ginny and Georgia. Oh, I forgot which, about Ginny and Georgia. Yes. <laughs> which was really good. It ended with a big cliffhanger, so I'm hoping that there will be a third season. But it's, it is sort of along the same lines, a coming-of-age story. Ginny is just trying to, you know, figure out her place in the world. And, but realistic struggles, I kind of like those where you, you know, you can really identify with all the characters and the struggles that they have. And so it's really good. Um, that's it. I'm all up to date on Abbott Elementary. I have not started anything else. I'm waiting for succession, which will start in March. <laughs> so that, that's that's it. My daughter went back to um, Korea, so that was you know very sad. Um, so I'm just you know getting back into the groove of things because it was pretty you know pretty busy busy times with her hanging out. Fast which, which, times. With fast times, yeah, fast times. At Deb Minor High. <laughs> yeah, that's that's um, that's all I've got. I'm still reading the um, the uh, Overground Railroad 
um, which is really good by, oh wow, Candace Ta is it Taylor? I think so. Yeah, who will also be joining us in February. Um, so that's really good. So, I yeah, that's, that's me. Right. How about you? Taylor. Or Taylor. Taylor, oh, go okay. ahead. Join in. So um, when you asked this question, I was like, oh my god, this is anxiety inducing. What do it I say? It is, yes. I'm going to be judged <laughs> by book people about what I read and watch and I do. I am not judgmental at all. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, right. <laughs> no, so currently I just actually picked up this book from um, Brain Lair. They had their like cell recently yeah. and that was great. So I bought way too many books at one time. I was like, okay, let's dive into one and let's make it lighthearted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm currently reading the band Bookshop of Maggie Banks. Um, it's by Shauna Robinson, I think is her name. Uh -huh. It's great. I, I think I've, I'm only a couple chapters in right now, but it's really a story about a girl who's, you know, late 20s, I relate, trying to figure out what life means and the purpose, also relate, mm -hmm. and what the next step is in life. And so she runs away. <laughs> as, not really, as we but, most want to. Yeah. Right, right. She actually just goes and hangs out with a friend in a different city. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes that change of space and time really helps. And so she's going to work at the bookstore for a little while. And this is a, this is a very book book. You know, it's a bookstore in a, a town that an author's from that people love the books. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, it's about books on books and books. And so she's like, I actually don't read that much, so she'll learn. Um, <laughs> but this idea of, like, you know, there's this perception of what is good to read and what things should be read by people and then reality of what we all want to read. And so how does she forego the rules to say, no, I want to make sure that there's this book club that exists for people that want to read other things and that we're going to sell books that we can't put out front because people would be upset. And I think That's living cool. where we live, that seems like a very yeah, <laughs> real yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and so I just started it, but I really like it so far. I see a lot of myself um, in the character and see a lot of the decisions that, you know, I was at a couple years ago and the friends who helped me, you know, make some of those choices. So, yeah. and cool. then... Yeah. Um, as for what I'm watching, I was like, I don't really watch TV that much. But then I realized I've been watching hours and hours and hours of Dimension 20. Um, it's a D&D based show. So if okay, you like, watch Critical Role and um, Vox Machina. So I'm watching that right now. It's on Fridays. Next week is the last week, but... Um, I have no idea what any of that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Most people don't. But if you do know, you know. Like, that's the thing. Um, but it's a, this is a D&D &D campaign um, led by some of the voice actors and um, folks I really like off of, like, the old school days of college humor, things like that. And the current season's on Never After, so they are reconstructing stories in a very dark and gruesome way. I think my favorite line so far this season was... Uh, you see a face of a god you don't believe you never believed in, mm. and a demon that you thought never existed. I was like, oh, we're going there. So, uh, yeah, Little Miss Muffet, terrifying. Uh, the Big Bad Wolf is actually a twelve-year-old girl, right? Like it's it's oh, <laughs> it's a change that's of story. Really interesting. Yeah, okay. and cool. each of the characters from the show uh, are playing a character as they go through and play D and D. And wow. so you have like um, Sleeping Beauty, Rosamond, and uh, you have. Uh, Pinocchio and uh, Puss in Boots and the Princess wow, and the Frog, specifically the Frog. 
So they have these different characters, and uh, but it's really scary in a, in yeah. a wonderful way. Don't yeah. recommend reading it or listening to it at night by yourself. Wow, it's good. So what's the platform, I and mean, where are you? Yeah, so listening, watching. That is on. Um, they have their own streaming show okay. like, called gotcha. a Dropout, but you can watch a lot of them off of like YouTube, and okay. so that's actually that's how serious. I got into yeah. them was YouTube. Um, they have entire different D&D campaigns that you can listen to. And I like it because a lot of times you're just listening to campaigns and podcasts. I have a pretty bad ADHD, so I can't do that. So at least having a visual at times helps. So helps, that's kind of yeah. how I watch it. Right. Wow. Very interesting. I guess that's my turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so speaking of dark, I just saw the movie Infinity oh, yeah. Tell Pool. Me about that. Directed mm. by Brandon Cronenberg, David Cronenberg's son. I'm upset. Um, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Um, it had all this buzz at Sundance because it was originally rated NC-17. There was this like fantasy violence and all this stuff. Well, I guess they cut a couple seconds out and it got an R rating. I don't know how anybody could see anything anyway because every all the visuals were like flashing in my face. The steady cam was not so steady. I was nauseous. Oh, and wow. it was just wow, wow. Dumb. It was just dumb. Uh it didn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, it made sense, so but it didn't make pre- sense. What was the to premise me. of it? I mean, what is Why? the description so, okay, of the Okay, so these people are this couple is on vacation in some island nation. And they're staying at a resort, and they're told not to go off the property. So they go off the property, of course, with um, some other people, and they kill someone in a car accident. The punishment on that island is if you are involved in a death in any way, you're executed. Oh. But if you have money, they can clone you, and they'll execute the clone, but you have to watch. So then there's this group of rich people that just keep committing these crimes and having clones made of themselves. Wow. And then so there apparently people and... know about this island, like, ahead of time. I mean, you're not going to just I, happen on this island. It, it's, it seems as if the law is not known. Oh, interesting. Because nobody ever leaves the resort, except oh. when they do. But it's like you said, all the times where they do it, they keep quoting rich people. Right, right. But that's not what, like, the people don't go there for that reason. I mean, like, they some find definitely it, do, for sure. They find out <laughs> about it when they're, like, arrested and an official brings them into a room and they're like, well, we have to execute you. However, if you have money... Wow, so then if you don't have money, then you're executed. Well, I guess I mean, so. They did. There was no one without money, so. So these are all rich people who. Yeah. Okay. Rich. So it kind of sounds like. You, did you have you watched the menu yet? No. Oh, I've seen the commercials for that one too. Because that one's very interesting. I also need to another, watch it. You know. And as you know, I love high art, so I'm still watching Full House. Um, <laughs> I'm almost done with Full House, and we'll be moving on to Fuller House. But I also watched the classic 1986 film. Um, now, this is a, a high art again. Uh, back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. 
uh, Sally Kellerman, Robert oh, Downey that's right. Jr., you were telling me wow. that. Yeah, Sam yeah. Kinison, and Kurt Vonnegut Jr. as himself. Wow. wow. Do you remember that Kurt Vonnegut Jr. is in Back to School? I do not remember that at all. It's kind of a good move. Like, it's funny. You said it, it holds that up. it kind of holds up, yeah. Um, huh. And Rodney does the triple Lindy dive at the end, um, wow. which I learned Moe's Southwest Grill or whatever it's Moses called. They have a triple Lindy okay. on their menu that's named after Back to School. Wow. Um, so did you just happen upon this movie, or did you? Yeah, I was just going through HBO, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, hmm. Rodney Dangerfield." Now, I feel as if he's stolen Groucho Marx's act, and nobody talks oh, about okay. it. Okay, nobody talks about him. Like very Captain Spaulding. Uh, yeah, um, I haven't been reading, I've been reading lots of magazines and just, like, stuff about travel, but no, like, ever, I finished Prince Harry, and I have not started anything yet, um, but I am also looking forward to, have you seen History of the World Part Two? A Mel Brooks miniseries is coming to Hulu next month. No, I did not know that. His follow-up to History of the World Part uh, One. I feel like I'm learning a lot about you in this moment. I've seen what you watch. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it features an all-star cast with um, Seth Rogen, uh, Mel Brooks, of course, Johnny Knoxville, Wanda Sykes, uh, is Harriet Tubman in the trailer, but she's also someone else, so oh, I guess they play multiple parts. Huh. Um, and it's going to be over the course of, I think, three nights. Um, cool. That'll is, be fun to see. Is that like Drunk History? Because I used to love watching Drunk History when I was a kid. I don't... For a teenager, not a child. You know, I don't, teenager. I don't know if I've ever seen the whole original. It's like there are just sketches and okay. it's like the Spanish Inquisition and and that kind of thing. It's more Monty Python, oh, I think. And than, okay. Yeah. That kind I mean, that kind of humor I think. Well yeah. Mel Brooks humor, of course. But I mean along those lines, like Yeah. If you want to see a movie that's really good but will definitely make you cry. At least it made me cry. I don't cry very often. A man uh, named Otto, or man, yeah, and then it's based off the book of a man called Otto. Wasn't expecting it. Fantastic. Stop. Deb's boycotting it. It really? Why? Because. Okay, so I have a problem. They with... ruined her childhood. <laughs> so I saw the original A Man Named Uwe. Um, I believe it's Danish. So I saw that film. Oh. And I'm always kind of cringe when they do like an American version of a foreign film, mm. like the Millennial series, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I saw those <laughs> in their, you know, it's Scandinavian, and then they did an American version, and they weren't as good. So that was my only thing. The story itself, because it's based on a book. It's based Wait, on a book. they yeah. make movies outside of this country? You have to read tells though. Can you read? But I love the book. I mean, that book is one of my favorite books 
And so... So I watched the... I actually had watched the movie back in college. Um, the, Dan- the Danish one? Danish, I think it's yeah, Danish. Yeah, Danish. And I remember yeah. reading the subtitles, and it's it. that's really good. I think it's a completely different feeling than that, mm-hmm. but it's still... I think it can relate a little bit more to American culture, and it... Uh, I don't know. I'm married now, and mm-hmm. I sobbed. I was like, oh, yeah, God, this okay. sucks. Like, this is right. so good in a terrible way. Yeah. Was um, Tom Hanks as bad as he was in Elvis? <laughs> I didn't go see Elvis because I boycotted that. I was like, I don't want to see somebody look this bad. So, uh, can't handle cringe. It makes me very anxious. He was not good. The rest of the movie was fantastic. The, ma- the movie was it? good, yeah. It was a very yeah. good movie. Yeah, it with was. him in it. I mean, I feel like in this one, he's a grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. So, like, one, you see him age, which is lovely, but also it's, he's a grumpy old man, and it's really a story about his sorrow and how that comes yeah, across. right. And uh, there's a line in it that I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, there was no time. Bef- there was no point in my life before her. There's no point after. She was the color of my life. And so now everything's black and white. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm a So you really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's really good. I, I really recommend it. If, But I would recommend going with people who you feel like will also be emotional so that if you are oh, an emotional yeah. person, you don't feel <laughs> silly in yeah. the process. Yeah. We were emotional during bros. Yeah, that was very... Funny. It was very oh, tender. There were only good. three of us in the theater at the time. There were totally three of us at the so whole we theater. Were <laughs> Not just at that movie, but the whole entire movie theater. There were only three of us. We were laughing and crying. Yeah. we. Yeah. It was. It was, it was very sweet. That had been on my list, so glad yeah. to hear it's good. Yeah. Well, I will give I will give Otto a try. You're lifting the boycott. I, didn't, I never said I was going to boycott That's it. That's not I what just, I heard. Oh. <laughs> just don't try to compare them, right? Like, that's the difference. I think that's what I do. Uh, I think that's probably... I'm like, but uh, then at that point, you can't like any book that becomes a movie because they're almost never good no. or as good. No. I do love Tom Hanks, though. Mm-hmm. All right. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do at the health department in for the community? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've been trying to think about how to describe what I do for the last two years. Um, because when I came on, they really didn't have a... The job was to be a social worker. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are hundreds of types of social workers that do very different things. And so I had no clue. And it's really developed over the last two years. So currently, I think of my job and separated into a couple different categories. The first one is my community health worker program. That I say mine because... Right now, my boss is on maternity leave, so oh. it's, it's it truly it gets yours. to be a little bit of my baby. Right. But in general, it's a program that has 14 community health workers. These are folks usually from this community. Um, many of them were born and raised here. I think we only have a few who've come from outside of South Bend, St. Joseph County area, um, but who are driven by a passion of helping people. Mm-hmm. Many of them had never been community health workers before, and community health workers is a broad term to describe anybody who can, you know, do everything from health promotion to connecting people to resources to insurance. Okay. It varies from organization to organization. How we define it really is they are resource navigators and insurance navigators. And so um, we have four now who are focused on lead prevention, um, awareness, lead poisoning, prevention, mm-hmm. awareness, and mitigation. So they work with families um, providing lead testing. That's a big part of it. So oh, okay. for kids six and under, we test around two daycares a month, 
and then they also go in homes. So sometimes people, you know, can't get to the to us or to a doctor's office, and my team will go in and just screen them right then and there with their oh, family. Wow. And for the ones that are done at home, we can get immediate results. For the ones that are done at giant events, it can take a little bit longer. But right. that's a great program. And for any kid who has an elevated blood lead level, which can, which I'm not going to say it doesn't happen because here in St. Joseph County, 80, or St. Joseph County overall, we have quite a bit of lead. But in South Bend alone, we have 80% of the homes are at risk. And so, wow, that's a lot. Lots of old historic homes, right? Yeah. And so, I even not realize it was 80%. Yeah. If your wow. home was built in the 80s, you're still like, right. be concerned, right? Right. So, um, and my house was built in like 1800. So, it's, it's, it's not, doesn't bode well for kids. That's back when lead wasn't poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, arsenic wasn't either at that point. No. No. Um, <laughs> but so, in that process, you know, they can do lead scre- home screenings. They can help you test your home if you want. But a lot of it is just getting kids tested because elevated levels can cause cognitive delays mm-hmm. and physical delays. And a lot of the people in the community don't know about it. And so, they spend a lot of time doing that awareness and then working with families. Because if you catch it before you're six, before six, you can really do a lot of mitigation. You can really work on trying to reduce those levels. Um, you know, if it's severe enough, there's interventions that can be that can happen medically. But uh, so we have four that do that, and then we have two that work on maternal and infant health. So these two individuals are serving in a couple different capacities. But really, how I would describe them is they are OB navigators and insurance navigators. So a lot of folks in our community don't have insurance in general, but then mm-hmm. when it comes to, I might have had insurance, but the moment I'm pregnant, I have to switch. So if I'm on Medicaid, right? And right. so for those individuals, that process can be really long um, and tedious. And if you have any type of you know, literacy issues or even just fear of filling out government mm-hmm. paperwork. Which I think a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah. it's really hard. Yeah, and so- very daunting. It, yeah, and so my team works with, um, at this point, they're seeing, I think we saw 38 new individuals in January, but they ca- they do case casework with all of those folks. So they do check-ins throughout the t- entire process to help make sure that, you know, the individual is not only getting to an OB, but they're getting prenatals and that they're getting connected to, like, classes in the community that could help them. And so throughout all of that and definitely getting insurance, I think last month they managed 100 people. Wow. Yeah, I did 100 a people, check-ins, and some of the cases are more severe than others. Um, domestic violence happens, and they mm-hmm. respond to that. They have cases where um, they've been working with a couple individuals who have substance use um, disorders, and so helping them navigate how to get through the system, and then medical doctors and things like that have been wonderful. We just connected somebody to a resource, and they were really happy wow. because they're sober now. So you work with a lot of different organizations in the community as well, then. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, I just came from a meeting this morning with La Casa wow. because my I have a team of eight other community health workers who are focused on general insurance That's navigation amazing. and resource navigating. Yeah, and they're stationed. Uh, we have two who are embedded in La Casa three days a week. Uh, we have them who work with the Boys and Girls Club. We have some one who will be working with St. Margaret's House here soon. We have them at... 
a lot of the schools, they'll come and work with some of the social workers there to provide those resources or a couple of clinics or doctor's offices. Mm-hmm. You, really, they're all over. And they also do door-to-door camping, like knocking, too. So how would someone get connected with you? I mean, how does that happen? How does that process happen? Yeah, it's there's a couple different ways. The easiest way, I would say, is to actually fill out a social needs assessment. Okay. So on our website, if you go to the Community Connections page, there's an entire form where you can either use the interactive map to figure out what community health worker specifically is in your neighborhood because we mm-hmm. have it broken down that way. Or you can just fill out an external form because sometimes it's hard the first time to say what you need from people. Sure. And so the form takes less than five minutes. It's actually, I would say it takes five minutes if you're very detailed. <laughs> but if you're somebody who's like, I'm just going to check these boxes, right. they'll call me and let me know. My team follows up within 48 hours. Wow. We strive to. Um, so we get notifications really when good, we're behind. Because a lot of people wait for help. And if you need help filling out those forms, yeah. you can go to the library. To the library yeah. Right? Uh, my team meets with people at the libraries. Um, I have one who works um, with Alex, and they have insurance navigation at one of the libraries once a week. And then others are throughout the community as well. And so... That's a great program. They can also just call our phone number that's on our flyers. There's QR codes throughout the community as well. Um, but our website's actually the easiest way because we can mm-hmm. connect you and you can identify whether you know English or Spanish is your primary language and which one you would want somebody to help you in. Right. And then if there's another language, we have contractors who we can help with any other language barriers you might have. So that program's phenomenal. And then we, I work within the maternal infant health space with our maternal infant health coordinator initiatives coordinator and we are currently doing health cafes which we started with the eight chws from before and the health cafes these this time around which is a chance for community members to gather and share their experiences on a topic right and then our goal as the department of health is to work with our community partners to address those various issues that were identified or those holes in the systems or gaps so this time we're looking at maternal infant health pregnancy stories we did Eight, uh, six, six uh, from November, from October to December, and now we're partnering with some of the actual nonprofits in the area. Those oh, were just cool. at libraries. This one, these ones are partnered with specific groups, and then we'll be doing interviews. So a lot of the folks who were at our health cafes, I think something like thirty-six of them said, "No, I for sure would love to talk to you more about my experience." Oh, nice. And so we're following up with personal interviews with all those folks, and as a team trying to identify what the next steps are as a community. You know, we've heard lots of breaks, uh, gaps in the system, and so it doesn't do us any good to know about them and not do anything. And it also doesn't mm-hmm. do, I think, community partners or nonprofits, all of us, you know, government, to assume the problems of the community and assume what the solutions would be instead of asking community members, what are the problems in your community and mm-hmm. what the, should the solutions be? Because something tells me, right, that they know their own neighborhood they and community do. better than right. they do. Right. Right. Awesome. So, any other questions, Deb? No, I do not have any other. I'm, it's it's wonderful. It, I'm it really is glad because I've learned a lot. I love too. Uh, our community health worker that comes to my branch. How often do they come to the branch? Uh, once a week. Once a week. She yeah. comes on Mondays to yeah. yours. Yeah. Is this um, just at the city branches? I yeah. think, yes. So uh, LaSalle, LaSalle, Western, sometimes we'll have people who meet here at Maine. Um, 
we have one in North Liberty and one in Walkertown. Oh, okay. And so not all of the libraries fall. Oh, in Tut Library. Tut. That's how I was very very engaged in Tut. Tut. Yeah. Um, but not all the libraries fall within census tracts where we have mm-hmm. primary stationed folks. But we try right. to touch base anywhere and everywhere we can. Nice. Yeah. But That's Monday awesome. afternoons at LaSalle. That's awesome. Yeah. That is very awesome. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have for today. Email us, podcast at sjcpl.org. Please email us, send yes. us questions, comments. We'd love to have concerns. your questions. Yeah. We'll give you advice. We're not qualified, but we'll give it anyway. <laughs> um, thank you to yeah, Taylor you for joining much. us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, any parting words, Deb? I have no parting words. No words of wisdom? <laughs> words of wisdom. Let it be? Let it be, yeah. All right. <laughs> For the Library Variety Show, I'm Alex Giorgio. And I'm Deb Miner. And thank you. The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and or guests and are constantly evolving. They do not reflect the views of the St. Joseph County Public Library, its board of directors, or its administration.